Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Here we are, Executive Presence Morsels, episode 99. I think it's just cool because it's a 9-9, and we're one episode away from episode 100. I'm so excited you've been able to join me on this journey, whether it's from the first episode or somewhere along the way. If you're listening to us on episode 99, I'm super excited to have you here. And today I want to talk about a favorite topic of mine. And it's a favorite because I actually have a lot of challenges with it myself. So I love learning from people who do this really well. And I find that because I'm not a natural at this, the better I get at this, the more impactful it is because it's sort of a weakness and a blind spot um, that I've had. And that skill and the topic I want to talk about is listening with executive presence. Have you ever talked to someone and it was just amazing? They just totally got what you were saying. And they don't have to necessarily complete your sentences. It doesn't have to be anything hokey like that. But the questions that they asked, the the things that they said next, just led you to understand and believe that, wow, they are really listening to what I said. And beyond that just being a great feeling, right, like everyone loves to feel listened to, think about how that affects your confidence in their ability to lead, how that might impact your perception of their executive presence, that they actually can listen and understand what you're saying, which also means they'll understand what other people are saying too, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise. And it can be helpful because sometimes listening is sort of not given uh, as much glory as speaking or public speaking, but it can be helpful to look at it from the perspective of What happens when you are talking to a leader who doesn't listen, right? Every time you say something, they get it wrong or they think they have it right and they're telling you, no, this is what you really think, what you should think or what you feel or what you should feel. How does that make you respond in terms of your perception of their executive presence, especially if they're not only doing that to you, but your assumption fairly I think, is that they're probably doing that to lots of other people too, whether it's clients, team members, or uh, even their own bosses and upper management. So today I want to talk about um, two uh, principles about better listening and listening with executive presence, as well as some uh, techniques that you can use to uh, increase the effectiveness of your listening ability. So the first principle I want to share with you is just like you would adapt your speaking style or your communication style to the person that you're talking to, you should also adapt your listening style to the person you're listening to. Just as you shouldn't just talk the same way to a five-year-old, to a technical expert, to someone who's a client but isn't as technical, you should also adapt your listening style based on the person who's speaking, their background, their level, 
their, um, I guess, alignment with you or difference with you and make adjustments and, and modifications to your listening style based on all those factors and being aware of them. The second thing or principle I'd like to share is the importance of understanding not just what is said, right? Not, not the definitions or the meanings of the actual words and sentences, but what is wanted, right? What is that need underneath? This is the key to unlocking value. And typical examples of this are like in a lot of negotiations classes and tips about, you know, um, a great one is, you know, like uh, two sous chefs are sent to, you know, get an orange and, you know, the chef is like, you must bring back this orange and they each get like a certain amount of money, like $5. And, you know, they end up with the final orange in the grocery store. Both of them get to it at the same time and they have to negotiate over who should get that orange and both of them want the orange and they don't want to give up the orange to the others because it could be their job and they don't have time to get another orange anywhere else and the money that they have is equivalent so it's a wash and you know the the interesting thing about the exercise is one of the chefs needs the orange for the rind right for the for the peel and and to grate it and the other chef needs the orange for the juice inside that. So I hope I don't haven't ruined anyone's future negotiation class, but that is the key, right? To understand like what's really wanted. And if, if you're talking and really listening to each other, that can come out. But if you're just wrangling over who gets the orange and trying to create some other absurd reason why they should give it to you, you're not going to get uh, as far. So what are some ways that you can actually listen better? So one way which I find is really helpful is paraphrasing. A lot of times when you're someone like me who isn't really that great at listening, um, you'll find out when you paraphrase back. So what you're really saying is, and then you say it, and then my wife says, no, that's not what I said at all. <laughs> so that can happen a lot, right? That can happen with your boss. That can happen with employees. That can happen with coworkers, clients. When you paraphrase it back, it, it creates that feedback, that virtuous feedback loop where people can say yes. That's exactly what I think, or no, you've got it totally, totally wrong, or something in between. Another uh, technique you can use is to not talk except to draw some more out of the other person. So before you, bla you, know, you go into your monologue, instead say, tell me more, right? Keep them talking about the thing, even when they think that they're done. If they have more, pull it out of them and just say, tell me more. And often... That additional information can really help you vector in on what they're really saying and understanding, similar to the paraphrasing. And if you get really lost, there's no shame in asking people to repeat what they said. Say, I just want to make sure I understood what you're saying correctly. Could you repeat it back for me one more time? And what you'll often find is the repetition is not exactly verbatim what they said before. So you can get additional nuance, different information and different understanding for that, which will help you with your listening power. And the third tip I'd like to share with you is sometimes it can be helpful if you're really struggling to ask for it in a different format. Say, can you tell it to me like you would explain it to a five-year-old? Or can you tell it to me without any acronyms or jargon? Or can you tell it to me in 
one sentence, if you just had to distill everything down to one sentence, what it could be. When you can get people shifting and delivering things in a different way, sometimes that will hit your brain and your listening in a more effective way and it'll unlock everything. You'll be like, oh, I totally understand. The final tip I want to share with you is kind of funny. I call it um, total alignment or toe alignment because one of my coworkers has an accent. I'm really bad at understanding accents. And they said, I'm in toes alignment. And I thought I thought they said toes alignment, but really what they're saying is total alignment. But it's kind of interesting. You can actually be aware if you're in a physical space with someone of how people are uh, sort of reacting to you by the direction that their toes are pointing. And a lot of body language experts will teach you this as well. Are their toes pointed at you or are they pointed at the exit? Because that will kind of indicate the level of engagement. So part of listening is also understanding if the person is really engaged and is really wanting to continue the conversation or maybe they're trying to get out or this is better continued later. So would love to hear your tips and your suggestions on effective listening. Feel free to send us a voice message or email at joe at connectioncounselor.com. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode brought to you by our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Executive Presence Morsels, episode 100. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. I am so excited that you are here with us today for our 100th episode of Executive Presence Morsels. I remember when I started out on this endeavor, I was so scared of letting people down and not recording every day, as I promised, on a daily basis, 7 a.m. sharp, 5 to 10 minutes. However, I've been able to keep that commitment, and I'm so excited for those of you who are still with us today. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel.